Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 12. Fordham. Fordham? Fordham. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Burning Springs. Email the podcast, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Got an email. Going to read it later. If you send me an email to that address, I'm going to read it on this podcast. I may edit it, but I'm going to read it. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook. Type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page should show up. Hit a blue thumb like that. Go for it. WVU wins today by 17. The game was actually closer than that. West Virginia ballooned the lead at the end. Relatively close all the way through. Not a heart attack game or a high blood pressure game. No standing and pacing for me. But it was in that range where it was it was closer than what I expected. Key play. One of those times where it was getting close. Fordham had cut the lead to six. They threw a lot of defenses at WVU. They switched between man and zone and a matchup zone. This possession, West Virginia was pretty terrible. Ran the shot clock down. Daxter Miles was kind of waiting in the corner. Then all of a sudden he said, hey, give me the ball. And within a couple of steps from Huggins, shot a three, made it. Made the lead nine. And West Virginia rolled from there. So MVP of the game. Daxter Miles Jr., not a roller coaster today. So that was a pleasant surprise. 21 points, 6 assists. That's a lot of assists for him. Congrats to Daxter Miles. Good game from Sagabacanate, the likable knucklehead. He had a good stat line. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 3 blocks. His best stat, 31 minutes. Only one foul. Did not get in foul trouble. It was good to see him play a full game. So a good rebound from the Street Fighter game against Coppin State. Javon Carter, he was his usual self. Not as many points this game, but a double-double with, oh, I think he had 11 assists. The problem with Carter, he had four fouls relatively quickly again. This time he had four fouls with 10 minutes left in the game. So that's like three or four times in the non-conference schedule where he's racked up fouls. This game he had three of his four fouls happen on the other side of half court where Fordham is, unless it's at the end of the game, is not going to shoot the ball. So got to watch that in Big 12 play, Carter watching his fouls, especially ones where nobody's going to shoot the ball. I think he's going to figure it out. He's a senior. He's one of the best players in college basketball. There I said it. And so I think he'll figure it out. But still not great to see that happening more than once and getting to almost a consistent basis. Teddy Allen came back down to earth. Hey, Teddy, I know you listen to this podcast. I tried the Kevin Nealon routine last last episode, giving the subliminal message to not shoot threes. I'm just going to have to tell you straight up. Do not shoot any more threes this year. 
that area, that rectangle that's painted, shoot the ball there or close to that, but do not shoot another three for the rest of the season. Now, this is something that can be reevaluated in the offseason, but stop doing it. Matter of fact, let me give you the list of who can shoot threes. It's Javon Carter, Daxter Miles, Lamont West, James Bolden. Those guys can shoot threes and can shoot as much as they want. Chase Harler, he's allowed to shoot threes. If I revoke his pass of shooting threes, then he's got to be kicked off the team. And I don't want to do that. So he can shoot, but he's limited. Wesley Harris, he was 3 of 10 today. Way too many threes. Hey, Wes, they're letting you shoot threes because they don't think you're going to make them. All the big guys can't shoot. And, Teddy, you're not allowed to shoot anymore. Okay? Hope that's clear. Some random thoughts from today's game. Today's game marks the end of the non-conference schedule. Not going to miss it. Yes, there's a Kentucky game in January. But outside of that, the rest of the games are in conference. And so the non-conference schedule was weak. Ken Pomeroy, KenPom.com. The analysis guy I trust, WVU, has the 292nd toughest strength of schedule out of 351 Division I teams. So that is weak. Three of the teams West Virginia played and beat are ranked in Ken Pomeroy's 300s. American was 312th. Marist, who West Virginia beat by eight, was 325th. And Coppin State, who still has not won a game as of this podcast, is 345th out of 351. Four of the games West Virginia played were in the top 100. West Virginia went 3-1 and one in those games. And then all the other teams outside of Pittsburgh went in the 200s. So, weak schedule. I said a lot in these first episodes that... The game doesn't matter. Didn't learn a lot from this game. I think I'm right on that because of how weak the schedule was. It is weak no more. The Big 12 Conference has 10 teams. And so for my non-sports fans who listen to this podcast, I'll explain it to you on why there's 10 teams in the Big 12. It's complicated. But the worst ranking for a Big 12 team is Iowa State. At 76. The other nine teams, including West Virginia, are in the top 50. So the schedule's going to get a whole lot harder. And it's teams that West Virginia's familiar with, and they're familiar with West Virginia. And so they're going to be really tough. And so the blood pressure's going to go up. I think all these games, minus a couple here and there, are going to be tight, close games and all of them matter the Kentucky game matters too all of these games matter going to learn something each game because it's conference schedule time Rick Groans called on the Anchor app Rick is a regular caller to this to this podcast let's take a listen hey Josh a great podcast I enjoyed it again um, I laughed really hard at Niles uh, Wonderstone's email. I don't know if I should have, but uh, got some uh, enjoyment out of that. Uh, but also to pick up on his email, he said you were not very optimistic about West Virginia basketball. Uh, I would agree with that. 
And I was seeing if you could tell me, um, I don't know West Virginia basketball history, uh, tell me the last time they started 10-1. and one. Do they do that often? Thanks and keep it up. Thanks, Rick, for the call. If you want to call in like Rick did, you can on the Anchor app. Download it. Listen to the show there. There's an option for you to call in, and I'll play your call on this podcast. So you had a two-part question, Rick. When's the last time West Virginia started 10-1? and And does that happen often? So I can answer both questions by saying the last time West Virginia started 10-1 and was last season. And the season before that. And the season before that. <laughs> and then you have to go back to 2010. And they actually did better than 10-1 and to start their season. And they went to the Final Four. The last three seasons, West Virginia started at least 10-1. and All three teams made the NCAA tournament. Two of those teams made the Sweet 16. So... If history proves out, recent history, then West Virginia should make the NCAA tournament. So that's exciting, and I have predicted that they'll make the NCAA tournament. Now, I was pessimistic in what their non-conference schedule would be. I thought WVU, and this was after the Marist game, I thought WVU would be 10-3 and in their non-conference schedule. The worst they can do if they lose to Kentucky is 11-2. and Now, I predicted after the Marist game that West Virginia would go 11-7 and in conference play. And I'm sticking to that. So let's see if I'm being pessimistic on that call or not. Because, as I mentioned earlier, Big 12 conference is tough. Kansas has won the conference like 100 times in a row. Oklahoma's got somebody doing a Steph Curry impression. Trey Young is putting up an average of 29 points a game and 10 assists a game. And he's shooting from really far away and making it look easy. That will be exciting to see Carter play that guy. I'm excited to see that. So I feel good with the 11-7 prediction in conference. And I was wrong on non-conference. I was pessimistic. Let's see if I'm being pessimistic when they get in the conference play. Final thoughts coming up. Some final thoughts from today's game. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from Jeff Croft. Jeff is from Charleston, West Virginia. Jeff has emailed the podcast before. The subject line says Sagabacanate. And the email reads, Hi, Josh. Love the show. In recent episodes, you have expressed your disdain for Sagabacanate. This being the holiday season, can you switch it up and say three positive things about Kanate? I realize positivity may not be your thing, but trying may do you some good. Merry Christmas, Jeff. Sent from my iPhone. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Jeff. I'm not going to comment on that last sentence about positivity may not be my thing because it's going to go negative. 
So I'm not going to do that. But I can say three positive things about Kanate. Number one, he is a gifted shot blocker. His ability to time his jump to block a shot, I believe that is not a learned skill. I believe that is God-gifted ability. It's amazing the instinct that that takes to be able to to do that and to do that well consistently. So he is gifted at that ability. Number two, I believe that someone's going to pay him to play basketball in the future. It may not be in America, but I believe that he will be able to play a game for a living. Few people get to do that. Few people just get to say, I play a game and somebody pays me money. So that's the second thing, the second positive thing I would say about him. And the third positive thing, I heard he has a good singing voice. So thank you for that email. Keep sending those to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. It is the Christmas season. Christmas is in a couple of days. And this holiday season, I am thankful for those of you, family and friends, that listen to this. I'm thankful to some of my family and friends who just download the episodes. So I see the number and decide not to listen to it. You don't have to tell me if you do that, because I'm not going to know either way. So I appreciate that. For the, it can only be a handful of you that don't know me personally and listen to Unreasonable Doubt. Email me and tell me why. Send an email to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Number one, I'm thankful that you listen. But send me an email and be honest. Why do you listen to this? I'm, I'm curious. And I'm thankful for the family and friends that don't listen to this podcast. You know, maybe podcasting is not their thing. Maybe not listening to me talk is a good thing for them. And so I'm thankful for them too. You know, I respect your decision. And I get it. It's not for everybody. So Merry Christmas, everyone. The next episode or next game for WVU comes Friday, December 29th on ESPNU. It's an evening game against Oklahoma State. That game is at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Oklahoma State, I don't know much about them. They are 10-2. Their only losses are to a top 10 Wichita State team and Texas A&M who beat West Virginia in the midnight Germany game. So away games in conference are always tough. Let the high blood pressure games begin. Again, Merry Christmas, everyone. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. I'm Josh Witt. WVU. <laughs>